Welcome to the Christmas episode of The Table, a place where stories are told, life is shared, and our hope is that you'll leave full. This is our last podcast of 2018, so sit back, pull up a chair, and enjoy the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Table Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Phillips, and joining me around the table today is Chris Albritton. Yes, it is. Welcome, welcome. Hey, today, as we are entering into the Christmas season, uh, we are going to spend a little bit of time talking about that. A uh, question I got for you, Chris, yeah. what is some of your best memories of Christmas growing up? Certainly, certainly. So uh, coming from Louisiana, believe it or not, we do have fireplaces down there okay, and we okay. use them. So once it gets uh, 70 degrees or below, we start lighting up the fire. <laughs> That's hilarious. And so <laughs> um, one of the things we always love to do uh, just about every night in the month of December, uh, we'll we'll light up a fire, we'll... Uh, wrap some presents after the kids go to bed. Okay. We'll, um, uh, if the kids are still awake, they like to shake their presents and see uh, if they can figure out what is what it is that they're getting. Uh, filled with family time, where okay. constantly it seems like the whole month we are uh, having parties and uh, just uh, being in, in people's houses, um, going to see different family members that maybe we only see one time a year. Okay. Yep. Um, in the past few years, my family has celebrated Christmas, what we call Christmas Adam. So it's okay. the night before Christmas Eve, obviously, December 23rd. Okay. And we will all go to uh, one of the houses, either my sister's house or my house. We've done it a few times to gather and to spend time when that's really the only time we get to see a lot of our family sure. that's a little bit extended away. Um, now, are you a real Christmas tree or a fake Christmas tree? Yeah. House? Unfortunately... I enjoy a real Christmas tree, but since Brittany and I have been married, we bought a Christmas tree the first year, an artificial one, yep. and it has lasted even to this year. So. Yeah, yep. well, we're the same way. I, I love the the real tree as well, um, but to this point with young kids in our house and trying to go out and do that and cut it down, our first year of marriage, we had a real tree yeah. when we lived in Oregon, but since then, her, uh, my father-in-law gave me their old one, and that has been what has stayed in our house, and we'll continue to do that until kids are a little bit older, then maybe yeah, we can go yeah. out and do that. But You got any traditions that you, uh, family traditions maybe? Yeah. Um, one thing growing up, we always got on Christmas Eve, uh, we always got new pajamas. Ooh, pajamas. Um, pajamas, yeah. So we'd get pajamas, and I was always just a gym short kind of guy yeah. anyway, so my mom would, every year, even though I never wore them, would get me new pajamas. Um, and so that was kind of a tradition that we had, uh, growing up. Um, and then for me growing up, kind of the same thing. This is the first time that I don't live, uh, 20 minutes away from my entire family. Um, and so what started to happen was we don't do it as much, but when growing up, we would do Christmas at my house in the morning and both sets of grandparents would come and we would do Christmas there. And then we would go do then the neighbors would come over. We'd do like a brunch. And have you heard of monkey bread? I have. Yeah. Yes. So monkey bread was a huge tradition on Christmas morning. We'd have a little bit of monkey bread and have some brunch and then kind of play with our toys or hang out. And then we would go to one grandparents for lunch. And then we would go to another grandparents for dinner. And so for me, that was, uh, I did not enjoy that. It was yeah. not a restful day. Nope. And so uh, it's actually when I moved out to Oregon for the first time, I was single and it was Christmas day and I didn't ha have anything to go to because flights were too expensive. So I was going home after Christmas and 
um, I remember I went to go see like the Christmas Day movie, and I was like, this is restful. I went for a run. I got to go see a movie. Like, this is what a holiday is supposed to yeah. be. And so now we try to. We do stuff with the kids, and, um, and it's kind of nice being on staff here at church because we have to be here for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so because of that, that means no running off to family and allows mm-hmm. us to just do stuff Christmas morning as a family and kind of ease into the day a little bit instead of it being so so busy. And so yeah. that's kind of been my new favorite tradition is just a little bit of a slower day on Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Before we dive too much into Christmas... Uh, what is your favorite Christmas present that you've ever received? Oh, being man. being that we're kind of old now, yeah, no. we don't really get good Christmas presents. We kind of give good Christmas yeah. presents. I feel no, like, that, but growing up, might have been what would have been one. Oh man, that's a great question. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of answer your question here a little bit, but I'm gonna skirt around it as well. Okay. Um, so I don't remember my favorite Christmas present that I actually got, but I do remember the Christmas present that I wanted the most. Mm. Um, and I did not get it, but I remember how bad I wanted. Do you remember the old starter um, football hats? Yes. This was way back in the day. Yes. Now, I had my starter jacket, uh-huh. and everybody oh, liked yeah. the Cowboys at that point. So you oh, had yeah. the, that with the little half zip and the big <laughs> pocket in front of it, right? The yes. big thing on the back. So I had that. Well, I wanted Exactly. And I wanted the hat to match. And that particular year was the hat with the waves. Nice. The, and so I wanted the Dallas Cowboys hat that had the wave in it. All right. And I stayed up all night wondering if I was going to get that present. And you never got and it. And I never oh, got it, man. man. I never got Anybody's it. So needing a last-minute Christmas item, just remember that for Drew there. Yeah, yeah I would appreciate that. I remember cowboy starter hat. For, for whatever reason, I that memory of staying up in bed that night wondering if I was going to get that hat the next morning sticks in my mind more than any present that I actually yeah. did get. What about you? Yeah, so my favorite of all time, uh, as many of you may know, I love being in the outdoors, love hunting. Mm-hmm. And so forgive me if this offends you a little bit. But one Christmas, I was uh, very against Christmas for some reason. Hmm. I just kept telling everybody, I don't want anything for Christmas. I told my <laughs> both my mom and dad. How old were you at this point? I don't want nothing for Christmas. Uh, 11 or 12. Okay. Maybe. I don't want nothing. I don't want anything for Christmas. <laughs> you probably said nothing. That's all right. I probably said nothing. Okay, Still terrible. Um and so we get to Christmas morning, and I didn't even want to get out of bed. I'm like, just go open your presents. I don't even want to go out there and see what all's going on mm-hmm. out there. Of course, my brother and sister, they have tons of presents, and I have none. My my parents are on in this. They're That's like, awesome. he said he wanted nothing. He got nothing. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there mad, and I'm like, why in the world did I say I don't want a Christmas present? Because yeah. I really do. <laughs> I <really> did. <laughs> And uh, at the end of it, after everybody had opened their presents, they were like, okay, Chris, you do have one present. Gave me a, a little small box, and there was some, it was a box of bullets. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I have, a, I have this kind of type of rifle already. Yeah. Thanks for that. And they're like, oh, there's one more. Look up under the couch there. And mm-hmm. I opened it up. It's my first hunting rifle. Oh, wow. And I was just like over, overjoyed that they actually did think about me. I still have that hunting rifle, and I will never get rid of it. That's an awesome For story. the Christmas story. Oh, that's um, awesome. So yeah, that was that was my favorite of all time. So that's 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 a good story. Yes. You definitely trumped mine. That's no, a, and no, you got no. and you got to love how you know I love how your parents did go along with it oh, for a little man, bit. I'm gonna and, do that and, too. And my kids up. ever do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the same time came came through at the end. That was a huge. If you're a parent Certainly. out there, take notes. That was Certainly. that was well played. Certainly. Well played. 
Um, have there been any traditions or practices that have um, been impactful to your walk with Jesus? You mm-hmm. know, one of the things we want to do here um, at the table is be able to kind of tell some stories of yeah. how things impact our walk with Jesus as we're following him. Mm-hmm. So has there been any of, of those traditions or practices? Yeah. So the first thing that came to mind was caroling. And I know that sounds strange as to why that would be impactful with my walk with Jesus. But we would always do it, especially the past 10 years. I can remember okay. going out into the community, not necessarily being in the church mm-hmm. or uh, sp- reaching a specific target within the church. But we would just go out to houses and knock on doors, and whoever would let us uh, sing out front in their in their doorsteps, we would do that. Yeah, uh, And that was just a great time for us to interact with people we've never come into contact yeah. with before. Or maybe it was going to a restaurant or a grocery store as people were buying their last-minute goods for to, to cook for Christmas Day or mm-hmm. uh, Christmas Eve or something like that. And we would just carol around them, and people would kind of gather and start singing these songs that they remember in hopes that we were pointing to a bigger picture yeah. there. And so awesome. a little bit of uh, very small evangelism. Uh, another thing we would always do would be read the Christmas story, okay. uh, Luke 2. We mm-hmm. would always pull that out every year, and especially now that I have kids, I want them to see the importance of that. Yeah. And so we we do that usually on Christmas Eve, right after uh, the the candlelight service that we would have. Uh, we'd all come home late at night, right before going to bed, put on our pajamas, and we'd read the Christmas story because we just kind of want to focus on what Christmas is really all about. Yeah. And then the the last thing I thought of, uh, it actually comes right after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh, or Thanksgiving Day. My uh, Brittany's stepdad would always go buy a ton of turkeys. Frozen turkeys at a at a um, grocery store in town, and we would take them into the community and and people who may be a little bit more in need. We would just hand them out and give them mm-hmm. to them. Say, put these in your freezer, cook them for Christmas or whatever. That's and so cool. that really comes at the end of Thanksgiving, but leading up to yeah, Christmas. So. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I love uh, I love that. I think for me, it's been one of those things that <clears throat> I love Christmas music. Um, it's been one, th- you know, those stations mm-hmm. that as soon as it hits the day after Thanksgiving, oh, man, it is it's full on Thanksgiving now, it's but... full on, you know, Christmas music 24 seven. And I'm one of those that, that eats that up. Um, and, but more than that, I think in recent years, I've realized how, um, worshipful those songs are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that my kids and I, before we go to bed every night, they want to sing a song, and one of their favorite songs is "Joy to the World." Yeah, and we sing that song year round, and it anthem, and it's one of those things that you that it, it's so true, and we just sing it usually around Christmas. Yeah. But man, it really is such a a beautiful picture. That's true. That's good to remember all year round. So I think that in itself has helped me really not only enjoy Christmas music because it sets the mood and gets me thinking about Christmas and all that, but also for the the message that it has. That's in true. It. And then with that as well, um, growing up, Advent was not uh, a thing that we did in our house. Uh, the church that I went to wasn't really a practice. We didn't really follow the church calendar or talk much about that growing up. Um, but a church I was at in Indianapolis um, did when I was when we moved back, and it was one of those for me that understanding and having a better picture of leading up to Christmas and having it mm-hmm. be this anticipation mm-hmm. of Christ coming and yeah. what. Um, just imagining for me what the shepherds were feeling and when the uh, wise men figured out that um, 
because, through looking at the stars of what was going on, something was different enough for them to pick up everything and leave. And just building that anticipation that the prophets had foretold for mm-hmm. all of these years, waiting for the Savior to come, yeah. and then tying that back to now as we sit in this place again mm-hmm. of hopeful anticipation that our Savior is going to come back again. Yeah. And so I think that picture of Advent and just the posture of being of hopeful anticipation um, has been one for me that... Um, we will sometimes light candles, sometimes we don't. That hasn't been necessarily a huge tradition in our home, but it's something that seems to be sitting in the back of my mind or sometimes yeah. at the forefront of my mind yeah. um, every Christmas season. And so I think that for me has been one of those things that has really helped me appreciate the idea of God with us and yeah. Emmanuel yeah. And, and what that actually means, that God mm-hmm. uh, left heaven and left... Um, Jesus left heaven with his father and came down and was with us. And as Eugene Peterson says in the message, which I love, he says, and Jesus moved into the neighborhood. Wow. And yeah, I love that picture good. in John 1, 14, where it says he came down and yeah. he moved into the neighborhood. And, and if you really think about that and the implications for our life, just huge. And so mm-hmm. those for me have been two, some two impactful practices that have really enhanced my walk with Jesus at a time that um, sometimes can be so much about the hustle and bustle yeah. that we lose lose focus of what we're actually doing. Yeah. And that's so true. Coming from a, a worship pastor, you know, we have this big bank of Christmas music that we can only play the month of December. <laughs> and full disclosure, yeah. uh, I love listening to Christmas music, but it is kind of hard to play sometimes. Yeah. And it's it's a lot of times very traditional. Mm-hmm. And so bringing it into a contemporary world in a contemporary setting that we do here at Calvary, um, it, it can be challenging sometimes. But yeah. luckily now there's a lot of good... Uh, Christmas music that's out there that's that's very contemporary and still has nods to the traditions, joy to the world, yep. and and Silent Night even. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of them out there, but I love the theme of them. That that really is what you just talked about: the fact that God is with us, Emmanuel, God coming to Earth um, and changing the course of history and setting man what we still practice and worship today. It's yep. phenomenal. And so I love that season where we get to transition music-wise and just hit the reset button, uh, although we we look back to these older songs a lot For of sure. times, too. So. For sure. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I, I like that. Um, so as as a, as a pastor here on staff, as a follower of Jesus, as a worship pastor, as you said, like, what are some things that we hope that our listeners will be paying attention to mm-hmm. this Christmas season? Yeah. There are so many things that compete for our attention. Um, what are some things that... that, that that we would love to see them pay attention to this. Well, you you nailed it right there. Attention is the big key mm-hmm. word right there. There are so many things that that grab at our attention, and a lot of it is buying the latest and greatest Christmas present. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is out there that we can get Black Friday mm-hmm. is a huge thing that uh, people buy online now understand that. But shopping and getting ready to uh, host people, can distract us, can take away a lot from uh, of our attention mm-hmm. from what is exactly what we need to be focusing on. So one of the things, the first thing that I think of is just try not to be so busy, even yeah. though I know the season is hard. So the, practically speaking, for the whole church, not necessarily <laughs> from a worship perspective, try not to get caught up in all the busyness. Man, plan right now, there's great deals going on, I'm sure, at the stores right now. Yep. And so try to buy them all before Thanksgiving so you don't have to worry about yep. that, so that you can be with your family, that you can focus your heart on God actually being with us yep. and rest. Uh, come to church every Sunday so you can uh, expect and anticipate the next uh, coming days as we all looked 
to um, Christ entering the world uh, like he did there. So another thing that we've touched on a little bit is pay attention to the needs of others. Man, mm-hmm. there is a lot of struggles yep. that go on around us that we we often neglect at this time because we are so busy. Yep. We, we Our attention is focused away from that. But man, somebody who maybe lost a loved one over mm-hmm. the past year or uh, financially have, have struggled throughout this year, maybe they lost a job uh, and can't afford to provide for their family even just a meal or something, uh, think about those needs and sure. try as a family to, to point to that. Uh, specifically talking from a worship perspective, we've, we've touched on this a lot, but uh, my big theme is always God with us coming mm. to earth yeah. in the form of a man in John 1, as we read about. Uh, it, is, it is a great picture, and that's kind of where we're going as a church through sermons this yep. series, the, this, this season. And so uh, as we look back on the stories of anticipation and awe and wonders, mm-hmm. we talk about a lot. Uh, just God being entering into the world in the form of a man and taking on a servant role and displaying the leadership principles that we still follow today and then coming to fruition in the Easter season, we'll talk about later, obviously, yeah. uh, is, is just phenomenal and a great time to, to worship and press into that. For sure, for sure. What about you? So for me, it's, it's kind of the, more of that last piece. Um, I think what I hope is we will uh, pay attention to others around us. Mm-hmm. And think about uh, the neighbor who um, is uh, maybe single or, like you said, maybe lost a loved one, doesn't have a lot of family around, who may be lonely this mm-hmm. holiday season. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of us, you know, we've got family stuff to go to. We're here yeah. and there and doing it. But what about those people who don't have family around or maybe they're away from family? How can you be intentional about inviting them over to your home. Like this yeah. is a this is one of those times I kind of view it as Halloween a little bit. Like mm-hmm. Halloween's such a great thing because it's the first time that you can go and knock on every one of your neighbor's door and Absolutely. they'll actually answer the door, yeah. right? <laughs> Same thing with Christmas. Whether people are followers of Jesus or not, every most people love the Christmas season and they are woke, open and welcome welcoming to um, doing things together. And so this is a great time to have a neighborhood, have a couple neighbors that you don't get say, hey, could you come over for dinner um, and get to know them and just pay, pay some extra attention to those people who uh, God may be having in your path that that need some hope and need yeah. some joy um, this season that aren't going to get it through uh, maybe the avenues that you are. And I think uh, the other thing that comes along with this season, as you said, we spend a lot of time with family. And for some people, that's really good. For mm-hmm. some people, that's really hard. And sometimes, yeah. you know, we don't get to choose our family and yeah. who we get to spend yeah. time with. Um, and so I think there's a piece of it. To Daniel, a couple months ago, we were in a sermon, uh, our follower series in September, and he was talking about um, how we um, serve and love. And when there's family drama or when there's drama at work or there's strife, the best way to combat that is by serving. Mm-hmm. And if you go in and serve, that completely, yeah. that posture that you take completely dismantles any of the drama or any of the stuff that goes on. And so that would be my same encouragement. As you're going to that family Christmas that you're not looking forward to seeing such and such or whoever, what does it look like for you to go into that prayerfully and say, God, I want to come here and I want to serve and I want to love, and it's not going to be about me, and I know that so-and-so is going to annoy me or they're going to do this and this is going to bother me, but my goal is to come in and to serve and to mm-hmm. love and just watch what that the how that dynamic changes um, for your family holiday. So those are kind of the two things for me of just mm-hmm. pay attention to those people who are around you that, that may be lonely um, yeah. and then also 
the places you do find yourself in those times where it can be stressful because you're with family, how do you go in with a posture of service and love as Jesus did and not how quick can we get in? How quick can we get out? Because I'm just ready to leave. Yeah, um, yeah. I think would be two things I'd love for, for our people to pay attention to. Absolutely, absolutely. So what are some intentional steps that our listeners can take uh, to move away from the expectations of Christmas? We've touched on this a little bit. Uh, but how can they how can they not wrap themselves up in uh, buying presents and, and investing in yourself and your family and internally and, and move into an external world? I think. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I think again, as you said, trying to get some of the busyness of the shopping and some of that stuff done ahead of time, um, and maybe it's actually taking a look at what are we championing during this season? Mm-hmm. Are we championing the presence? Are we yeah. championing the family experience? Or are we championing Christ? And what are some ways that we can uh, intentionally step away from? Maybe it's not spending um, as much money on gifts, getting as many gifts. Maybe it's um, some intentional activities that you're going to do with your kids. Maybe you do take them and you do hand out turkeys to those that are less fortunate. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so they start to wrap their mind that Christmas is just not about me and presents. Um, but those are some intentional steps you can take. I think um, one of my things that I talk about a lot, uh, ideas that I talk about a lot, is what does it look like to step away from social media for the month of mm-hmm. December? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the expectation, the busyness yeah. comes into, we see what everyone else is doing, and we want to try to emulate it, and we want to make sure we have the best picture yeah. to do so everyone's impressed of what we're doing here. And If we were able to step back and not involve ourselves in that, and just be present with the kids and the people that are around us and not worry so much about what other people are going to think about what we're doing, um, if that would intentionally help us take our, our, our focus off that a little bit. Yeah. You got any thoughts on that? I do. Actually, I was uh, thinking about something. And so as a, as a precursor here, I want to warn all the listeners that I'm about to talk about Santa Claus. Oh. So if you're in the car with your kids who... Or know who Santa Claus is, I encourage you to turn it off right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> having said that, and you just turned it back on, and you have your your earbuds in or whatever, so you're listening <laughs> to this internally now. Parents will uh, appreciate Santa that Claus, for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on this just a little bit. Whether you teach um, that Santa Claus is real or not to your kids, or you don't discuss it at all. Uh, is up to you, is up to the family. I encourage that. What I will encourage you to do is don't make it all about Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. A lot of times Santa Claus can be the huge uh, jolly old man who gave all the presents. Mm-hmm. So if your family traditionally has continued in that, mm-hmm. then try to just maybe do one present from yeah. Santa Claus and the rest be from family. And then maybe do a birthday cake for Jesus or something that would direct it back towards the mm-hmm. real, real meaning behind yeah. Uh, all that. So many times we we can get caught up in that and and totally miss. Uh, although I think it had good intentions when all that started, mm-hmm. um, that we can totally miss the reason for the season, as mm-hmm. people say all the time. Yep. Uh, by everything being about Santa Claus. Yeah. So, any no. thoughts on that? No, that's good. I agree. I think it's one of those. It's you know, from a parenting perspective, mm-hmm. it can be one of those things that goes back and forth on on whether. Um, how you talk about it, the yeah. role that it plays. But yeah. I think, again, putting it in its proper context. And um, I love the, you remember the claymation uh, Christmas? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, those, so, so those yeah. are my favorite, yeah. right? Like I love Certainly. I love claymation Christmas. And I, the, th- the one I love about that is I really do feel like even in those stories, they put Santa Claus 
in its proper place. And it really yeah. shows mm-hmm. when you talk about Chris Kringle and kind of yeah. all of that beginning, even though it's, you know, I don't know how historically factual it is, but the point is he was a person that wanted to come and give good gifts to those who are less, mm-hmm. less fortunate. Yeah. And if we can yeah. really point to that yeah. and help our kids start to rethink that, or if you don't have kids, even the, starting to change your mind and your thought on the pressure that we put on ourselves, whether it's to get our parents, to get our friends, our nieces, our nephews, whoever it is, the perfect gift so that when they open their eyes, you know, you get the, you get the tears and the waterworks yeah. that come. You, we all want that reaction. Yeah. But what does it look like for us to um, not make presence the goal? I mm-hmm. think that's, again, Absolutely. Santa Claus Absolutely. is that. And it's a fun thing to do, and mm-hmm. I, but what's, what's the perspective and what's the emphasis yeah. Yeah. Um, that you place on that? So that's good. No, I agree. Yeah. So as we are about to move to our final thoughts here, I wanted to ask you one quick question to yep. lighten the mood up yep. here. Give us some of your favorite Christmas movies. Oh, great, great question. So as I said, I love love the claymations. Um, the Christmas Vacation is another one. Gosh, I um, love that one. That, that that's was just, my favorite. That's so good. Um, I and actually, I don't. I haven't watched it enough where I can quote every line from it. Nobody I, can. I have a couple friends too many. who are who oh, really? can pretty much do it, <laughs> wow. and I actually enjoy watching it with them. Oh, you know, gosh, some people yes. get annoyed because, uh-huh. hey, I want Chevy Chase to deliver that line, yeah. not you. No, I, it's I, gift I, that keeps I, on giving. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that's that's up there for me. Um, I also am a, an oldie, so I love, um, probably my favorite one is called Holiday Inn. Okay. And most people are not familiar with yeah. this one. So this is a Bing Crosby, Fred oh. Astaire Christmas movie. And it came out and it's this, he, Fred, or Bing Crosby opens up this, in that's just open on holidays. Well, he for that movie is where White Christmas was first written. Wow! And then out of oh, that, cool. White Christmas came and the movie around it. But this was the first movie where where it was actually um, written for and first performed and introduced to the public. And so for, it's a less known one, but it's one of those that and I prefer it in black and white. Lisa, yes. my wife, does not like black and white movies. I actually prefer it in black and white. Um, and so those are probably mine. Uh, that that is definitely my favorite, but if wow. you mind, what Never about you? Seen it. I'm gonna have to watch that I've, sometime. I've got it, and I've got the color version wow. too. So okay. Lisa will watch okay. it with me. So if you want the color version, <laughs> I've got both. <laughs> so as I mentioned earlier, Christmas Vacation is top of yep. all time. I mean, every time it's on TV, I actually don't like watching it on DVD. I actually like watching it with, with the commercials. Yep. It just feels better yep. uh, to do it that way. And so I love that one. Another one is Elf, which okay. is you know a Christmas movie about yep. Buddy the Elf. Buddy the hilarious Elf to me. Yep. Uh, again, another quotable movie throughout, yep. and so we watch those two a lot. Now, did season. you watch A Christmas Story growing up? Uh, I mean, A Christmas Story is on all day Christmas yeah. Day, and so you have to watch it at some point in time unless you're sleeping. Yep. Uh, and I don't really like to sleep during the day, so I'm always watching yep. it. And so, of course, that's one. Because you got to know that's that, that that's set in Indiana. So that's, oh, it. that's set in okay. Indiana. And I didn't so know that. This is going to give you a new appreciation News when you watch me. it this year that it's that it's set in Indiana. First year in Indiana, things you got to know. Things you got to know. So one. you're going to watch it with some different eyes and different <laughs> ears, and and you'll appreciate when uh, when the dad goes down the basement to mess with the heater and the radiator, and he starts cursing at it and all those other things. You'll appreciate that because it's cold outside. <laughs> you need the heat to work. I never knew that. I'm going to have to now watch that in. A new light. It is, and then one good. last uh, thing: it's the Office Christmas episodes are classic. Okay. So if you've never watched and... the Office Christmas, there's three or four different ones. Okay, they're all good. So, okay, and all worthy of watching during Christmas season. 
So anyway, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. What's one thing you want to take uh, the the listeners to take uh, home with them today? Oh man, I feel like we've touched on so many good things, um, and I think for me, um, the thought or the question that I would have is this: is really try to enjoy this season. Um, I think we've we've posed a lot of questions today. We've talked about a lot of different things on on how we can spend our time and how we can be intentional and 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 what messages are we sending and, and these type of things, which I think are good. Again, I think life is supposed to be lived with intentionality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's good. But at the same time, this is a fun season. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's a fun season to again to 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 look at this idea that yeah, God is with us and he came down and we're celebrating that. We're looking back mm-hmm. um, at that but also looking forward with the anticipation that the coming kingdom is going to be here and we're going to be um, He's, he's coming again. And so I yeah. think that that's something to, to, to rejoice at. But at the same time, like, this is a fun season. If you have kids, the traditions that you have, if, um, if you're spending time with family or f- good friends, like this is a fun time. And so don't work yourself up so much about it that you mm-hmm. lose the joy of this season yeah. and, and the fun. And so um, be intentional with it, but also take some extra time and, and, and create some good memories and, and make this a memorable um, a memorable experience um, and a memorable time for you because as we've talked about here, some of our best memories as kids growing up um, or in life are around the season. Yeah, and so absolutely. do what you can to make that um, a memory and not put so much pressure around it. Yeah. You yeah. got anything for, for our I listeners? Would, I would echo the same thing. Uh, you know, so many people are uh, in and out of, of work. They're taking vacation days during this time. Yep. And so make this a time of, of Sabbath. Make it restful. Mm, yeah. Recharge, man. Refocus uh, and come back into the new year uh, just ready to serve in your church, in your uh, work environment, mm-hmm. uh, and just recharge. Set and rest yep. is the biggest thing that we've talked about a lot today. Uh, we know that. Uh, but it really is true. There are so many things that can distract us from that. And so just uh, that would be my encouragement, along with don't forget to put uh, your Christmas lights up right after Thanksgiving, not before, not before, after Thanksgiving, because I love driving around and looking at Christmas lights, yeah, too. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll, we'll have to show you some places that you can go around here. Please be, do. Because now with the snow, it's going to be, it's, it's a whole new effect, man. Uh, it's man, a whole new effect for be you. We're looking the most wonderful time. <laughs> well, very good. Well, hey, Chris, thanks for joining us yeah. uh, around the tables today. Thank you uh, to the listeners for joining us. Uh, we hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Table, a podcast of Calvary Church in West Lafayette. Music was provided by Heath Bentley. For more information, check us out at yourcalvary.info.